This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Sean will be back on Thursday. I'm filling in until then. The Biden administration wants half of all cars sold in the U.S. to be electric by the end of the decade, which is a very ambitious goal. So to get consumers on board, the administration is proposing generous EV subsidies. But those subsidies are coming under heavy fire from all around the world. 25 countries, including Canada and Mexico, oppose the subsidies because they favor EVs made in the U.S. Anyone buying an EV would get a $7,500 subsidy, but if the battery is made in the U.S., they would get another $500. And if the EV was made with UAW labor, they would get another $4,500. After 2027, only vehicles made in the U.S. would get any subsidies. And the countries that oppose this say those subsidies would violate WTO trade rules. So here's our AutoLine Insight. The Biden administration is decidedly pro-labor. And proposing extra subsidies to EVs made with union labor is going to earn it kudos from the labor movement. But those extra UAW subsidies don't have a snowball's chance in hell of making it to the final legislation. And the Biden administration knows that. There's too many Democrats in Congress that represent states with car factories from foreign automakers that do not have UAW labor. And they are not going to put the workers from their states at a disadvantage. So we predict the UAW clause will get dropped from the bill. Even so, the administration will still be able to tell its friends in labor that it went to the mat for them. And here's more details on those proposed EV credits. It would remove the 200,000 vehicle cap So Tesla and General Motors customers would be eligible for them again. There's also a $4,000 subsidy for buying a used EV. Commercial fleet owners would be able to write off 30% of the cost of an electric truck. So would people who buy an e-bike or three-wheel electric assist vehicle. There's also $3.5 billion to retool plants to make EVs and $3 billion for zero-emission trains, airplanes, boats, and even Hyperloop technology. So what do you think about all these subsidies? Should U.S. taxpayer money subsidize EVs that were made outside of the U.S.? Or should taxpayer money only go to EVs that were made in the U.S.A.? Consumer Reports says consumers are getting screwed with their car loans. According to a year-long investigation by CR, which looked at nearly 860,000 loans from 17 major lenders, 
the average new car monthly payment is now nearly $600, and that's about 25% higher than it was 10 years ago. In one instance, CR even found someone who would have spent almost $60,000 for a new Toyota Camry if they had paid off the entire loan, which had a 19% interest rate. Instead, that person went delinquent. What's more, CR found that even if consumers are similar financially and have comparable credit scores, they're going to get wildly different interest rates. So if you're in the market for a new car, you better know your options and don't let a lender try to slap an interest rate on the loan that they think they can get away with. Toyota recently announced it's investing a few billion dollars into its U.S. manufacturing facilities to get them ready for future products, and a good chunk of that money is going to Kentucky. It's spending $461 million to install advanced equipment and technologies and make changes to the layout in those plants that will increase the speed at which they operate, as well as their ability to make new products. The Kentucky plants currently produce the Camry, RAV4, and Lexus ES, but the ES is going back to Japan. And while some of those future vehicles will be electrified, Toyota is also using the investment to expand its powertrain production at the facility. It's building a new line to make a 2.4-liter turbocharged engine that will power a number of its vehicles that it produces in North America. You know, we always wanted Honda to take a slammed version of the Ridgeline to SEMA because we thought it would look really cool. But Ford beat them to the punch, and guess what? We think this slammed Maverick looks really cool. Coilover shocks drop the ride height, custom wheels give it a retro vibe, and 3D-printed fender flares, front lip, and cab spoiler add a sporty look. SEMA kicks off tomorrow and will provide a link if you would like to see more of what Ford will have on display. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing, Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. Mobility is becoming electric, connected, and autonomous, just like the manufacturing world. But we'll always be one thing, a reliable partner for our customers. Electric vehicles may produce zero tailpipe emissions, but the supply chain to make batteries has a big carbon footprint. For example, Batteries for EVs need nickel, and there's actually a nickel mine in the Upper Peninsula in Michigan. But the ore that comes out of that mine has to get shipped to Finland to get melted down into pure nickel ingots. Then that nickel has to get shipped to China to get processed into EV battery cathodes. Some of those cathodes then get shipped to the U.S. where they go into batteries. So by the time that nickel actually ends up in an electric car, it has traveled. 20,000 miles. And that's one of the reasons why the U.S. needs to develop its own battery supply chain. And we've learned a little bit more about GM's plans for EVs. On last week's earnings call, GM said it's going to build two more battery plants in the U.S. than what it's already announced. It's going to convert a plant to make electric motors and another one to make electric trucks, which we believe will be the truck plant in Flint, Michigan. 
At CES in January, GM will unveil the electric Silverado pickup. After that comes an electric Chevrolet CUV priced at $30,000, and it hints there'll be a cheaper EV revealed after that. By 2025, about 20% of GM's assembly capacity will be for EVs, and by 2030, it'll be 50%. And you know, we sure wish we had a dollar for nearly every time we heard someone say they had a battery breakthrough. But maybe this time it could turn out to be true. Have you heard of a company called Lighten? L-Y-T-E-N. They've come up with a way to use graphene to make EV batteries. And if what they are saying is true, it would instantly obsolete China's lock on the raw material supply chain to make batteries. That's what AutoLine After Hours will be about this Thursday. We've got Dan Cook, the CEO of Lighten, coming on the show. So tune in to what could be a game-changing technology for the automotive industry. And that brings us to the end of today's report. Thank you for making AutoLine Daily a part of your day. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone. Solutions for your journey. Intrepid Control Systems. Over-the-air engineering. Boost your game. Scheffler. We pioneer motion. And by Magna.